Hey friends, imagine four packed sessions of dynamic speakers talking about balance of the mind, the body, and the spirit with nutrition, wellness, emotional health, and handling pain, all presented from a Christian perspective. Just imagine our first ever Live Today Summit, all happening on Thursday, October 14, 2021 in Granbury, Texas. Four amazing guest speakers, Cherie Selly and her husband, Dr. Gordon Selly, Wendy Pett, and feature speaker, Shannon Fields, who's from the hit movie, Facing the Giants. There has never been a better time to take an inward look at your own health and well-being. Be sure to get your tickets today at drpaulamcdonald.com slash events, and they're only $45, and they are going fast. It's Dr. Paula McDonald, and I'm talking about a topic that I think so many people are going to resonate with, and that is the topic of self-forgiveness, that in order for us to really heal, we have to be able to forgive ourselves, because guess what? We're human, and we make mistakes. So let's get started on this topic today. And I know we've probably all done something that you have deeply regretted, right? And perhaps the moment you said that word that came out of your mouth or you did something sneaky or even worse, I bet the answer is a resounding yes. We've all had those experiences and we've all wished we haven't done the things that we've done. Well, growth comes when we learn to face these wrongdoings honestly and then to ultimately forgive ourselves. One of the most concerning issues in our society today is shame. Guilt is a feeling that you feel badly for doing something. And shame, on the other hand, involves degrading yourself. Self-criticism, negative self-talk, and just feelings of unworthiness. Well, guess what? God does not desire for any of us to remain in a state of shame. He does, though, desire for us to repent to seek forgiveness, and then to move forward. And to do this, we've got to arrive at a point where we are real and honest with ourselves. When you stick your head in the sand over something that you're embarrassed about or upset about, it's only going to prolong the issue. And the results of self-sabotaging behaviors because of shame, both to self and to others, lead to destructive behavior, self-destructive behaviors, and eventually self-neglect. And none of these behaviors are God-honoring, and they'll ultimately destroy you if not remediated. Remember, God does not desire for us to remain in our shame. So how then do you begin to shake the shame? Well, I have some tips for you. And while not fully exhaustive list, it's an excellent place to start recognizing shame and then dealing with it effectively. So take this to heart for yourself and maybe share it with somebody that needs to hear it. So grab your journal, grab a pen, because I'm going to go through these things. And I have two lists in this broadcast that I think will help you. So number one, you've got to recognize the shame and call it what it is. Recognize the shame. If you need to get professional or pastoral help, go do it. Finding someone 
who can help you remove the shroud of shame is a great first step. Trained individuals can assess the situation outside of yourself and can help offer you valuable insight on how to handle it. And the result will have you moving forward in your life. And sometimes this doesn't have to be a professional. It could be a very trusted source, a friend, somebody that you know is going to give you the truth. All right, so number two, you need to deal with your shame quickly. The longer you avoid facing an awkward situation, the more the emotions are going to fester and boil. Like an open wound on your skin, shame can become uncomfortable, ugly, and painful. Put your issues out there and get real before them. Hiding them will never create or correct a shameful situation. Number three, super important, is to spend time in prayer. And as we have explored in many other podcasts, there is no doubt there is an immense power in prayer. God knows every aspect of your heart and you can hide nothing from him. Therefore, go to him with your ragged, raw emotions and give them over to him. Ask him for his help. Be open, however, in hearing how he desires for you to change. It may be different from what you thought. Number four, make the necessary changes. If you are deep into a shameful situation, you must first recognize and own what you did and then make the determination to not repeat the behavior. True repentance followed by a change in action is necessary. Saying I'm sorry without a heart, effort, and attitude means absolutely nothing. It's got to really be real. Number five, give yourself a break. Many people live with shame for an entire lifetime. And perhaps the guilt is only for a short season. But whatever it is you are dealing with, face the consequences and then find a way to move on. Remaining in your self-pity, it's a slime pit that no one needs to be in. And finally, number six, do not allow others to shame your game. Let me say that again. Do not allow others to shame your game. And what I mean here is there will always be unkind people out there who are going to sling hurtful words. They're going to try to keep you in your shame. Their end game is shame. And don't buy into it. Learn to recognize these kinds of people and then stay away from them. Don't listen to them. Their shame game is not yours to play. So stay out of that ball field. So allowing shame to define your life puts you at risk, not only for a sad, lonely, and miserable existence, it's no fun, it's also going to affect your physical health. And when all the aspects of our mind, body, and spirit are connected to God, we can then begin to experience wholeness. And that's where theosynthesis comes in, the balance of the mind, body, and spirit. And wellness is the ultimate goal. And so when one part of the body is off and suffering, 
like your emotional self, all of the other parts are going to be affected. And God created your emotional self. And the dark forces in this world would love nothing more than to keep people imprisoned by their shame. Your inner light will begin to grow dimmer and dimmer as you remain in an emotionally dark state. It's not a good place to be. And the long-term physical effects of shame are depression and mental illness. Heart conditions, stroke, and cancer have also been associated with people who cannot mentally love and accept themselves. And please don't take this as me saying that all people who have these conditions were due to shame. But the correlation between living in a state of shame have a higher incidence of these kinds of diseases. The research is out there. And many medical professionals are really just now beginning to understand the connection between the emotional and physical self. And hopefully, we'll start seeing doctors who can guide their patients to correct professionals for help rather than just prescribing a pill. And there's plenty of evidence showing that the human immune system is weakened when the body is under stress. And a weakened immune system, along with anxiety, is releasing a huge toxic chemical dump into your body, which then causes inflammation. And we know inflammation causes dis-ease. And so together, this is a huge double whammy to your overall health and well-being. Well, let's look in the scriptures. 1 John 1.9 reminds us, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Right there. Confess it and let it go. And then in Romans 8.1, Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So you guys, when you release it and you are a Christian, there's no condemnation and we've been set free. So you've got to remember that. And so the words purification and set free stand out to me in these verses. And so I'd like to explore both a bit, a bit more. And so to be purified means having contaminants removed or cleansed. So setting free means no longer remaining in a state of bondage. In this regard, we are no longer to be held by the sin and guilt of shame. He didn't, Christ didn't die on this cross so you and I could remain on our crosses of shame. He took that away when he willingly died for each of us. And clinging to bitterness within us does not honor what he did for us on that cross. Brene Brown is a professor at the University of Houston and the author of a number one bestseller, Daring Greatly. She studied the topic of shame, worthiness, and vulnerability for over a decade. In her book, she digs deeply into the issues of shame. And she openly shares some of her own shameful memories and experiences and how she was able to overcome them. I quote, she says, It's about the willingness to be imperfect, to be vulnerable. It's about courage to wake up in the morning and acknowledge that no matter what gets done and what doesn't get done, 
that I'm enough and that I'm worthy of love, belonging, and joy. Those are the irreducible needs for humans. And how beautifully worded is this? Willing to be imperfect and vulnerable? Absolutely. The words sum up this point of shame to a T, along with having a willing heart that is real and open. One of my favorite Brene Brown quotes states, Owning our story and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. Facing ourselves in the mirror and saying, get on with it. It's one of the best methods to get yourself out of that pit of shame. And if you're stuck, again, seek help. Be open, honest with your trusted friends and family members. They most likely know you are struggling, yet may not know how to help you unless you ask them. And allow them to support you and help you with your area of struggle. And change requires turning and then going in a different direction and trying a new path rather than remaining on the same routine or pattern. It would be best if you determine to make the decision not to accept the self-doubt or pity any longer. So these are choices that you yourself can make right now. So how will your changes look? Effective changes you can implement into your life have a profound and life-altering result. So again, here I have some more tips for you that I have found to help overcome any pits of despair, rejection, or self-forgiveness that I've been involved in. So here goes. Get that pencil ready. First of all, never lose your faith. If you're new to the Christian faith or have yet to accept Christ into your life, taking this first step will be the best change you could ever experience. And if you're a believer yet have doubted if God is there for you, go to him right now in earnest prayer and he will meet you right where you are. And the next thing Don't forget to exercise and move your body because these are proven to elevate mood hormones called endorphins. And the brain secretes this amazing chemical when we exercise. And it actually bathes your neurotransmitters, which are the connection points of our nerve endings, sending a sedative like happy juice throughout your body. So get out there and move. And then you need to take care of you. What you place in your body is paramount. If you're depressed, putting toxic chemicals into your system is the last thing you need. Drugs and alcohol deaden pain. And your pain needs to be dealt with and released. And also, permit yourself to rest. Take a break. Go on a vacation or engage in something as simple as being alone and reading a book but you've got to take care of you. Next thing is learn to recognize shame symptoms. And you know what sets you off. You can feel shame rising within you. And if you learn to avoid the triggers, and this includes people who like to shame you, it's a big step in effectively learning self-forgiveness and to get rid of that shame. And you need to avoid the situations and the people who bring about feelings of shame or unworthiness. And mainly, these are people that 
like to see you in that pit. These aren't people that you need to ask forgiveness from. These are people who are just, there's just mean people out there, you guys. I have them in my life and they just want to try to keep you down for whatever reason. It's, it's yucky and unhealthy and I just avoid them. I don't want to be around them. I want to be around people who are life-giving. And then finally, you need to rewrite your story. You can't change the past, but you can certainly make changes right now and for tomorrow. Do you know people who sound like a broken record? Do they tell you the same problems over and over and over? Well, they're stuck in their story. Perhaps you're stuck in your story. Don't let this happen. And if it has, put a stop to it. You can put a stop to it. You're in control of you. Decide now how to pin your next chapter in your book, but decide to make it a bestseller. It's up to you. You guys, I believe this topic is so vital to everyone. If you're a parent, be mindful of ways you could be shaming your children. As a spouse, you could be shaming them in different ways with your words. Your words have power and you are responsible for them. And if you have experienced shame in your life from others, I pray that you will take to heart the practical ways you can move out of this trap. And it is a nasty trap. Remember, you're the one in control of your shame. And never, ever allow anyone else to rob you of your happiness and your joy. God desires for you to live in abundance and in joy. And so focus on him. And I really pray that any of you who are stuck in this pit will find your way out of it. I hope this topic has helped you. And until next time, you guys, have you fully lived today? Hi, stay tuned for my mini podcast, Ask Dr. Paula. It'll be in the last five minutes of the show and a time for me to answer your questions. So to submit a question, simply go to drpaulamcdonald.com and click on contact me. I can't wait to hear from you. On our Ask Dr. Paula today, we are hearing a lot of ramping up in the mainstream media regarding the new variant, and it's causing a lot of stress. And I've seen some memes where it says how to deal with the stress of mainstream media. And then there's this picture of someone tossing their TV out the window. <laughs> and you know there's some truth to this. If you stay glued to your TV, listening to that negative news over and over, you can so be pulled down into that drama and stress. And I'm not saying that there's not things to be concerned about out there, but I'm telling you, they are going off on it and they're going to the extreme and they repeat themselves over and over and over. And this is not a good place to be. So what do I do? I prefer to read my news from sources that are more balanced and that come from a Christian worldview perspective. That's what I choose to do. And I have found that I am much less stressed about things when I stay away from mainstream. Some would say this is a way of sticking my head in the sand. And I disagree and say, well, this is my way of avoiding unnecessary stress in my life. I believe 
in knowing what's going on in the world, but I choose not to be fed the narrative in the mainstream that wishes me to hear their narrative. Most of them are simply saying the exact same lines that they are told to say. And you can go from station to station to station, and they're all saying the exact same thing. Well, I find that a little disconcerting. And so to me, this is not news. It's a method that's used to force fear upon us. And I'm just not going to buy into it. So how do I deal with this new fear of this new variant? Well, the same way that I've dealt with this entire health virus pandemic. I'm not even going to call it that because, you know, they're censoring everything right now. And so how do I deal and have been dealing with all of this is with calculated action on my part in prayer and by refusing to live in fear. And so mostly and most importantly, I'm going to continue to do whatever I can to strengthen my own God-given immune system. And that's by eating right, good, healthy, wholesome foods that God placed on this earth for us, taking vitamin D, C, and zinc. I have this daily dose of Young Living Ningxia juice. If you want more about that, go to my website, drpaulamcdonald.com. Go to resources and click on Young Living. That Ningxia is full of wolfberries, which are some of the highest known antioxidants known to man. I take that every day. And then I get plenty of rest and I get some exercise along with being outside for some natural sunshine and natural vitamin D. These are different times, yet our bodies were made by an incredible God who equipped us with protection. If you take care of this beautiful temple, take some time to assess your personal health and then do whatever you need to do today to beef up your own immune system. Living in fear will actually suppress your immune system. Don't fall prey to this, you guys. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And make sure that you're fully living today. Thank you for joining me, friends. My prayer for you is that you would seek to live today and every day in balance and in abundant connection with God.